Hi there, this is Judy Setting, and welcome to Rising from Falling, number 47, on Connection. Dear one, my intention is to share concepts to illuminate, alleviate, and elevate you. My offer here is Connection. Friedrich Nietzsche was tuned in. Invisible threads are the strongest ties. Brene Brown's connection definition is the energy that exists between people when they feel seen, heard, and valued, when they can give and receive without judgment, and when they derive sustenance and strength from the relationship. For years, perfectionism insisted, I often traverse hard stuff alone, muscle through solo while bothering, without bothering others, or maybe to avoid dealing with opinions, disagreements, judgments. When illness dragged on and at times moving from the neck down or speaking wasn't doable, nor was reading with clarity, among other things, I avoided others, existing nearly ghost-like to most, family wonderfully supported, while friends offered repeated help, visits, you name it, to connect. Mostly, I declined with excuses or no thank yous, attempting politely not burdening others. Hiding the truth, I disconnected myself from a web of beautiful, loving, kind, generous dears. As years slipped by, loneliness and losses piled up. Then, 2017 seared my life, nearly to the ground. Adrift in a sea of solitariness in my parents' spare room, not kidding. I attempted independent of others' fixes. Mostly, I cratered. Receiving my own stem cells shepherded in wee glimmers of hope and healing. A month of full-time open windows and air filters in our newly renovated home enabled my return. A standing ovation to God for this. Having experienced extreme poverty of connection and felt vast emptiness, I deeply longed to reconnect. So I started, imperfectly, with the divine and close dearest ones, appreciating, focusing, kind-ish truth-telling, responsibility-taking, walking, listening, praying, hand-holding, giving, aiming to accept whatever floated and lean towards trusting, and eventually gratitude slowly mulling how life fractured and what happened to me to unite a rainbow of emotions within and align with my dearest others after a rough decade connecting over dinner or lunch during homework breaks on the porch while ball tossing or just after waking without allowing technologies interference, or connecting via phone call, mostly in person felt more soothing and productive for moi, alas, to each his or her own. In moments, it felt kind of risky to connect, as it involves being seen and heard as who I truly was. Incrementally, it paid off. I noticed it aided healing not coincidentally, a meta-analysis of studies. 
just 36, 34 years of research assessed for similarities supports that lack of connection has major downside. Isolating and loneliness aren't minorly impactful. They increase risk for early mortality, as noted here on the study web, on the website. And what happened to you? Bruce D. Perry, MD, PhD, and Oprah Winfrey thoroughly describe connectedness's importance. While pain, distress, and dysfunction arise from some form of fragmentation, disconnection, dyssynchrony. Dr. Perry studied, treats, and teaches brain and developmental trauma. He discovered a core element of all of the traditional healing practices, such as Maori, who are New Zealand's indigenous Polynesians, was reciprocal relationships, kinship, and a sense of family connection. Connection's a vital aspect of good health and happiness. Leaning into connection, for me, included leaving space and time for longer conversations, aiming for okayness with disagreeing, stepping away if needed, then circling back for repairing conversations, getting it wrong to eventually get it more right, is resilience building per Dr. Perry. He agrees with and describes some of the below, too. Reconnecting with old and recently made friends and making efforts to create new ones, even if fear grumbling suggested leaving people alone. Paying attention. Attention is vitality. It connects you with others. Indeed, Susan Sontag. Listening more, talking less. Attempting to approach Mark Wayshack's 80-20. 80% of time listening, 20% of time talking. Ahem. I'm working on this. Taking breaks and connecting when about to, um, say something I regret. Or when self-care would be more beneficial. Leaving we messages to another I'd not spoken to of late. A brief hello chat with a neighbor, a short walk with family, even to the end of a short driveway. Yep, really or a text followed by a together tea. Achievable and honors people have full lives while considering others may seek a web of love too. Owning relationship mess-ups lovingly with humility helps or aiming for that. Forgiving myself and others. Reflecting and pondering that people are doing the best they can with the information they have where they are. Not intending this at all to mean allowing others to disrespect boundaries or trounce upon us. Compassion practicing increased my tolerance of whoopsies and fostered connection and or increasing meaningful together people time, decreasing screen time over meals or snacks or whenever. Connection, relationships, love is healing. Positive reciprocal relationships and a new sense of belonging helped heal me. Connectedness truly does have the power to counterbalance adversity. Thank you, Dr. Perry. Rather simple, myriad ways to do it, yet oh so potent, crucial, and life-giving. Connection is for our, others, and our community's benefit to thrive. One connection at a time. May connection make your heart smile and fill you 
with the Reservoir of Love, Judy. Thanks so much for listening. I really appreciate it. If you'd like to read this, feel free to check it out at risingfromfalling.com or care to subscribe to current content as this is archived, you can subscribe there too. Thanks so much and take care.